Hey there, welcome to another episode of Cash Clarity. I'm your host, Abby Nerderman, and I am happy that you're joining me today. Today, I am reviewing what to do if you receive a notice in the mail from the IRS. The IRS currently has a mail backlog due to the pandemic. However, for a while, they were sending erroneous notices to taxpayers because they hadn't gotten through all that mail. What was happening is people were paying their taxes. They were sending in checks, money orders, whatnot, and those were sitting in envelopes in stacks at the IRS, and the IRS hasn't gotten through them. So they thought the taxpayers hadn't paid their tax bill when in reality they had. So the IRS just needed to, to play some catch up. And before they had gotten there, they started sending out these notices. Um, but anyway, this begs the question whether or not it's this year due to the pandemic or if it's at any time, what happens if you get a notice and what should you do? And if you're like me, you probably want to stay out of trouble with the IRS. And getting a notice is stressful, regardless of whether or not you really are in trouble. You probably think, oh no, what did I do wrong? What are they coming after me for? What's this going to cost me? And I totally get it. If I ever receive a notice or a letter from the IRS or from my state agency, for that matter, I immediately think I'm in trouble and I'm going to have to empty my bank account to make it go away. Even though rationally I know I've been following all the rules and doing what I'm supposed to, there's just nothing like getting that piece of mail from the IRS that that causes panic to go through my body. Well, I have four points to go through, four things that you should do if you get an IRS notice, and let's go through those right now. The first thing you should do is don't panic. Don't panic. Don't ignore it either. Generally, you have about 30 days to respond to a notice or a letter from the IRS. Most notices are about federal tax returns or tax accounts. And many of the reasons why you would get a notice is just informational in nature. So uh, there are several reasons why you might be getting a notice. And I'll go through those real quick right now. So one is maybe you do owe some money. Two, you are due a larger or smaller refund than what you thought on your return. The IRS has a question about your return. The IRS needs to maybe verify your identity. They maybe need more information from you. Um, The IRS maybe changed your return. It's just letting you know that they, they made a change. And then there could possibly be a delay in processing your return. So they're just giving you an FYI. So like I said, if you notice, most of those reasons are informational in nature. doesn't mean you're in trouble. It doesn't even mean that you need to take any action. The only thing really that wouldn't really cause you to put a flag in the air is if you did happen to owe some more money than you thought or had already previously paid. And If you do get a big tax bill and they say, hey, you owe all this money, it's still not a reason to panic. The the IRS, regardless of what you may think, is not such a bad guy. Um, They do have programs to help people pay their tax bill, um, payment plans, and 
you know, if you only have a little bit to pay now and you need to save up and pay more later, they are totally understanding and are willing to work with you. So again, owing the IRS money isn't necessarily a reason to panic. Okay, so that was step number one, don't panic. Step number two is to read the notice carefully. Each notice deals with a specific issue and includes specific instructions on it. So you wanna be reading each of those things carefully. Take your time to try and understand what the IRS is trying to tell you. Then what I would do is I would take that notice and compare it to the original tax return that I had sent in and really try and understand what is it the IRS is telling me make any notes of anything that's different between the return that I sent in and what they've provided on the notice. If if I don't understand, then I need to be noting down what questions I have. Um, if there's any differences that I don't agree with, then I'm definitely taking note of those and then going and finding any supporting documents that I can back up my claim that the IRS isn't right. And then um, the last thing to really take note of when uh, reading a notice is to keep track of any due dates that they may have provided on the notice. This is to avoid any interest or penalty charges related to, to money that you may owe. Or if I do think that there is a problem with the notice and I think it's wrong, then I don't want to miss that window of when I'm able to dispute the the notice. That's step two is to read the notice carefully. Step three is to take timely action. Like I said, most notices have a 30-day window, which can go pretty quick. So by the time you get a letter in the mail and it's dated, you know, some time has passed. Maybe you don't check your mail every day if your mail is in a, a locked letterbox. You, you want to be making sure that you're you're taking action quickly. You're not just stacking the notice in a pile of mail and forgetting about it. You're opening it immediately and, and making time to, to really take action so you don't miss your window of opportunity. If you need to dispute the notice, if if necessary, then, then you're going to want to write a letter to the mailing address that is printed on the notice. Um, the IRS, they, they really prefer mail communication. So, so this, is, this is what you would do if you, if you need to make a dispute. So you would write a letter. And then with that letter, you want to include any copies of supporting documents or information to, to back up your claim. And I say copies because you want to keep any original returns, any original like receipts or invoices and that kind of thing. You want to keep the originals of those for your records and be sending in the, the photocopies of, of those to, to the IRS. And then the last thing you need to do if you're making a dispute is wait. <laughs> the, the, the IRS, they, they take their time. So, so you need to at least wait 30 days to, to get some kind of response from, from the IRS in a dispute situation. My opinion of one is that the IRS is undermanned as it is. So uh, I think that's a big reason why they, they take a long time to get back to taxpayers um, when, when there's a dispute or a problem of some sort. All right, so so that's if, it is, if there's a dispute. If you have a question on the notice that they sent, they do provide a phone number on the notice itself. So that way you're contacting the right people, the right department within the IRS. When you do call the IRS, make sure to have a copy of the notice that they sent or the letter and make sure you have the 
return that that notice is in regard to in front of you as well. That way you can have any information that they might be asking you over the phone right there in front of you and you don't have to go hunt it down. And then, and then lastly, the, the other type of action that you might have besides disputing or, or calling them with a question is making a payment. And making a payment to the IRS is really easy to do. You just go to irs.gov, um, log into to your payment portal account, and, and you can pay it through the website online, which is really easy. Or you can mail a money order or, or, or something through snail mail. Okay, so that was step number three take timely action. Then step number four is to save the notice in a safe place. So so the notice is just like any other tax document you might receive or produce. You want to keep that in your files and you want to keep it for at least three years. The rule of thumb for, for tax documents is you want to keep those for three years. Now, there are some cases where you need to keep it longer. Um, usually the, the longest time that you might want to to keep something is seven years. So if you're really not sure about your situation, the, the conservative estimate is to keep your documents for seven years. But usually the, the standard is three years. So you want to be making sure you keep your notices in a safe place for three years. And my recommendation as a bookkeeper is to place that notice with the return that it applies to. So keeping it all in one place so it's all easy to find. Should you ever need it again later, then it's in a place that you, that you know right off the top of your head. It's saved with a return. So, so that's it. That was step number four. Just a real quick note. Avoid any scams. The now I I know I did an episode about this uh, about a month or so ago about different types of scams that people do impersonating the IRS and whatnot. Just remember that the IRS will not contact you by text messages. They will not contact you through social media. They usually first contact you by mail. So be checking your mailbox. And if you're ever unsure if whether or not someone really legitimately is from the IRS, you can always review your tax account online at irs.gov. So let's go over those four steps again real quick. First was don't panic. The second step is read your notice carefully. Step three is take timely action. Usually you have about 30 days to take action. And then step four is to save the notice or letter in a safe place. So if you received a notice from the IRS, now I want you to take a look at it today. Like you probably should have looked at it yesterday, but look at it today and read it very carefully. If you don't, you may miss that 30-day window to avoid interest or penalties, or if you need a dispute, you might miss that window of opportunity. This could mean losing out on some money. You might end up having to owe more through interest or penalties. Um, So you definitely want to be taking action as soon as possible. So instead, if you do take time to read that notice carefully and in a timely manner, then you have the chance to act on it without penalty if there is any action required on your part. Now that we're at the end of the episode, you should not feel panicked about getting a notice. Remember, most reasons why you get a notice in the first place are informational in nature and not likely that you're in trouble or owing lots of money. There, 
Getting noticed is just an everyday type of occurrence. It's pretty mundane and they're easy to respond to. So you should be feeling confident now that you know that you're not getting in trouble or going to jail or, you know, having to go bankrupt to pay the IRS. I hope you come back for the next episode because I'm going over business entities. If you're just getting started, I know it can be a challenge trying to pick the right business entity for you, or maybe you've been in business in a while and you're really not sure if you need to stay with the business entity you're in or make a change, then you're going to want to tune in and listen. Thank you so much for listening today. And if you like this episode, please subscribe to the show where you listen to podcasts. And I'd be ever so grateful if you'd rate the show or leave a review on iTunes. Ratings and reviews help potential listeners just like you find the show. Until next time.